This morning, we've got Daniel Pink on the phone, the author of The Power of Regret. And uh, Daniel, the, the whole book seems to be, um, hey, whatever you thought about re regrets and things like that, uh, that's not exactly the case. Um, we, we shouldn't, uh, you know, abolish our regrets. Is, is that right? That's totally right. I mean, that's how I should that's how I should be talking about this book. I mean, that's exactly right. That the idea here is that we've gotten regret wrong, that um, this philosophy of no regrets is complete bunk, that everybody has regrets. The only people who don't have regrets are little kids and people with neurodegenerative disorders. And that if we treat our regrets right, they're actually an incredible, incredible force for forward progress. The problem is no one's ever taught us how to treat them right. Now, how did you come by this? Uh, well, you know, you know, I, I, I came I came by it because I had regrets of my own and I was curious about them. And I found that when I talked to people about these regrets, instead of recoiling, which is what we expect, that people leaned in. They wanted to talk about it. And then I started looking at the academic research on this. And then I decided to do a couple of research projects of my own. And and what I found exactly as you, you were saying at the top, Steve, is that we have fundamentally misunderstood this emotion. This emotion of regret, is, academic research tells us, is the second most common emotion that human beings experience after love. And it's the most common negative emotion that we experience. And it's also the potentially most transformative one, that if we treat it right, we can use it to make better decisions, solve problems faster, become better strategists, become better negotiators, and find more meaning in our life. Now, we're talking with Daniel Pink, the author of Power of Regret, and you, you define different kinds of regrets. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So what I did is I went out and um, when I went out and, and collected regrets from <laughs> a lot of regrets from <laughs> 16, I, over 16,000 people, actually over 17,000 now, 17,000 people in 105 countries. Wow. Um, just, it, yeah, it's incredible. And, and that tells you something about the willingness of people to talk about it. Uh -huh. um, so 17,000 complete strangers around the world uh, chose to share their regrets with me. And what I found is that over and over again around the world, people express the same four core regrets. And these regrets had less to do about the domains of our life. That is traditionally when we looked at regret or tried to figure out what people regret, we organized it, we, we, we thought about it by domains of life. So this is a career regret, this is an education regret, this is a health regret. And what I found is, is beneath that, that surface, there, were, there was something actually bigger and more intriguing and in its own way, more inspiring going on for core regrets that everybody has. Now, what, how do you counsel somebody who's maybe been focused on uh, you know, regrets uh, of one kind or another and feels it's been harmful. I mean, yeah. do you come out of that, do you, do you walk through it, or what's the, what's the yeah. approach there? That's a, I mean, it's a really important question because, you know, we, we shouldn't ignore our regrets, but we shouldn't wallow in them either. In some cases, wallowing, our regrets, wallowing in our regrets is even worse. What we want to do is we want to think about them. We want to use them as signals. And, and that begins with, at some level, how we, you know, there, I, I have a, I think the science yields a three-step process for doing that. 
But the first step in that is 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 inward. You can think of it as inward, outward, forward. So inward is how we think about ourselves and our regret. And there's some really powerful research in what is known as self-compassion. This is the work of Kristen Neff at the University of Texas. And what self so the first step is really self-compassion, is how you think about yourself, how you treat yourself. A lot of times when we make mistakes and screw-ups, we just lacerate ourselves. We beat ourselves up. And what we should be doing instead is treating ourselves with the same kindness that we would treat somebody else. That is, treat ourselves with kindness rather than contempt. Recognize that any regret that we have is part of the human condition. Believe me, you're not the only one with whatever regret you have. Right. And then look at it as, as a way that, that you're, this particular incident doesn't fully define your life. It's just a facet of your life. It's a moment in your life. And that's the, that's the, that's the first step. And it seems, you know, when you get into the whole subject of regrets and then uh, you, you've already, you know, sort of uh, outlined uh, different kinds. So uh, I'm just being general here, but, you know, you can you could walk through, oh, we should have got that car instead of this one, or we should have gone the right instead of left. I mean, <laughs> you can you can go as far as you want with that. I mean, and that's and I will say, boy, that's that's an exercise in, you know, I don't know what driving but, your, driving yourself nuts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Spinning and, your spinning yourself into into uh, a frenzy. No question about it. But what's interesting, see, that's a fascinating point because what's interesting is that when I these sixteen thousand people, you know, around the world, nobody regretted what car they bought. Nobody regretted what they had for dinner last night. They regretted the same four things, and the four things were that they regretted what I call foundation regrets, which is if only I'd done the work. So they regret. Um, not taking care of their bodies. They regret not saving money. They regret not working hard in school. There are boldness regrets. If only I'd taken the chance. And these are people who, a whole gamut of things, who regret staying in a terrible job rather than starting a business because they were too chicken to go out on their own, not asking somebody out on a date, not speaking yeah. up. Uh, and uh, moral, moral regrets, which is if only I'd done the right thing. A lot of regrets about bullying and infidelity. And then finally, connection regrets, which are regrets, which is if only I'd reached out. And these are regrets about the, the vast, you know, just the wide swath of people in your life whom you might have lost contact with. And that hurts people. But, uh, but th that's it. That's what people around the world regret. The other stuff, very few people regret. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking with Daniel Pink, the author of The Power of Regret. And now, now that you've got the book out, and, and uh, you know, kind of explaining this and I've seen articles in Atlantic and and I think other publications. And it's it's a fascinating subject because I think most people are, whoa, I didn't know this or, or you know, in that vein anyway, as they, as yeah. they go through it. Um, what's what's next for you? What, what's what's uh, what's on your to do list right now? Oh, Any regrets? <laughs> oh, I have plenty of regrets. Believe me. I mean, that was what, Steve, that was one of the catalysts for this. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I'm trying to figure out how to deal with my regrets. So I'll, I'll give you one regret that I have, which is I have some regrets about kindness when I was when I was younger. Um, I was, you know, sort of when I was in my teenager or early 20s, I was I was never a bully at all. Um, but I saw, you know, people being excluded and left out and being mistreated. And I knew it was happening and I didn't do a damn thing. And that's really bugged me. Now, I can take that and say, oh, it doesn't matter. No regrets. You're awesome anyway. But yeah. that's delusional. 
But I can also say, as you were suggesting, I can say, oh my God, I'm the worst person in the world. I'm just a horrible human being. I'm just wretched. That's a bad idea too. What I should mm -hmm. do is say, wait a second, Dan, why do you feel bad? Like, like why is this, you're experiencing, you're, you're feeling bad. That's a signal. That's, that's information. What is it telling you? It's telling you that you value kindness and that you should act on kindness. And so you can use that regret, and I've tried to use that regret, to become kinder going forward, to become kinder as an, as an adult. And that's what I'm talking about. If I had ignored that regret, I don't think I would have been, I wouldn't have been able to learn and grow. And that's what, that's what I'm trying to point out is that regret is a teacher. It's not a threat, it's a teacher. There we go. Well, uh, Daniel Pink helping us with the power of regrets or the power of regret is the name of the book. And it is, it is powerful stuff because it's all in that brain. And uh, who knows, uh, you know, sometimes people just let things go and, and fester and, and uh, right. takes hold and uh, you're, you're giving them an opportunity. Daniel, we thank you so much for, the, Thanks for, for having the me on the program I to explain it. it. Thank you again. Daniel Pink, The Power of Regret. And uh, hey, no regrets here. Thank you very much, Daniel. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Take care.